Recent events point to peace in the Middle East, but one Bible prophecy guarantees the opposite. Learn about the coming war in the Middle East and the specific alliances involved next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. There's been a lot of celebrating this week, especially at the White House, because of the, well, the uh, peace in the Middle East, as the President has called it. But uh, is it really going to bring peace? Well, we need to think about that because there's a lot of violence in the Middle East at this time. But at the White House, they signed what they call the Abraham Accords. This, this peace between the UAE or the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain and the nation of Israel in the Middle East. And uh, there was just celebrating all over uh, in those nations. In Israel, it, just, it was lit up with the flags of the U.S. and the uh, two Arab nations and Israel's flag. And the Israel's national anthem was being played in uh, these two Arab nations. And everybody was sort of celebrating peace in the Middle East. Peace in the Middle East. Mr. Trump said, we're here to change the course of history. It's a dawn of a new Middle East. But is it? Is that true? Mr. Netanyahu said, this day is a pivot of history. A pivot of history, a new dawn of peace, he said, a peace that it, we're going to make it endure, but it is not going to endure, according to Bible prophecy, and I mean many Bible prophecies. And we all want peace, we all looking for, or will do anything to have peace, but I want to show you one big flaw in this peace plan. They talk. They call it Abraham Accords. They use the name of Abraham right out of the Bible. But it's going to take a lot more than the name of Abraham to bring peace to the Middle East. It's going to take the way of life of Abraham to bring peace, and the way he sought peace time and time again. So they're talking about an Arab-Israeli peace for everybody, for everybody in the Middle East. Now it all looks like a hope-filled moment, and we're certainly uh, all looking for hope. The Jews have been praying for peace for thousands of years, but they've never had real peace. And uh, Mr. Netanyahu talked about hope for all the children of Abraham. That's the son Isaac, and uh, the son Ishmael, the uh, Arabs descend from that man. And he talked about the price of war and his, how his brother was killed in Entebbe. So they look for the blessings of peace, and why shouldn't they? He, Mr. Netanyahu even uh, mentioned a psalm where he said, May God bless His people with peace. Well, yes, may God bless His people with peace, but are we going to God for that peace? Are we going to God to make sure we have peace, and are we 
having the faith of Abraham, who's called the father of the faithful? Are we looking to God for that peace? Well, we need to think about that because I'll tell you this, there is peace and there is hope a million times greater than what they're talking about. There really is. Because all of these events, I mean all of them, are tied directly to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now that is going to sound a little bizarre to some people, but it's, there are many prophecies in the Bible that will show you that and prove it to you. We'll prove it to you right out of your own Bible. Bible prophecy talks about the moderate Arabs getting together in a uh, certain unity, but would you believe it's not with the U.S.? And it's not even with the little nation called Israel today, which is only a part of Israel. I'll tell you this, within a decade uh, we're going to uh, see world peace and prosperity and joy. We're going to see it. But it's not going to come through men. God says in Isaiah 33 and verse 7, The ambassadors of peace shall weep bitterly. Just all of them. It's just a blanket statement. Do we believe God? Do we really know how to bring peace? And are we going about it the right way? Isaiah 59 verse 8 says, The way of peace they know not. He's, that's just a blanket statement for all of our history. They, we don't know the way of peace. Only God does. And are these new, or this new peace pact that they're signing, or pacts, are they, uh, are they really looking to God? Or is it just about men trusting men? Now that brings only curses. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 says. But here we're talking about the sons of Abraham seeking peace from God as Abraham did. That's really what we should be talking about. They're talking about the man, but they're not talking about how he sought peace. And he did it by seeking God's peace and going to God and being faithful to God, so much so that he even was willing to offer his only son Isaac, that is, the only son called to, be, to uh, receive all of those blessings of Abraham, as far as uh, the ones that lead down to the very end time. But he also promised many blessings to Ishmael and the Arabs as well. You need to read about that in Romans 4 and verse, verses 19 through 22 about the father of faithful, and how he trusted God, and he looked to God. They, they're bringing the name of Abraham into it. But are they bringing Abraham's faith into it? Looking to God for peace, and we need help, because they are desperate for peace in the Middle East. And it's not good to work out of desperation. Well, the United States is also a son of Abraham, but they don't know that. We've been teaching it for over 70 years, and it's a, if, you want to, if you don't know that, we have a book 
titled The United States and Britain in Prophecy, and it will explain that to you. And of course, all of our literature is free. But I want to talk to you about Psalm 83 and a prophecy there that really talks about what is happening in the Middle East right now in the beginning stage, just the beginning stage. And you'll find here the moderate Arab nations are going to unite, but not with the U.S., or not with a little nation called Israel. They're going to unite with Germany. And that's what this prophecy says, and, and you can prove that to yourself. Why Germany? Well, how could Germany lead them? Well, there's a lot of division in the U.S., and we're getting wanting to get more and more out of the Middle East as Germany gets more and more into it. And they have a lot more unity with those moderate Arabs than you will ever even imagine. I'll show that to you today. It's something we really need to understand. Notice Psalm 83, verses 1 through 3. Keep not your silence, O God, hold not your peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, your enemies make a tumult, and they that hate you have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people Israel, and consulted against your hidden ones, or sheltered ones, it could read. So here you have these moderate Arabs united, and they're against Israel. And that includes America and Britain, and the, the Jewish nation, and those three in particular of the twelve nations of Israel in this end time. Those three are focused because they are the birthright nations and the scepter nation. And that's all explained in the United States and Britain in Prophecy book. But these enemies are conspiring against biblical Israel. Now it talks about God's hidden ones or treasured ones. They're always God's very elect there with the message warning Israel that they're in a great crisis that they're in a great crisis and they, they, they're going the wrong way. They're not looking to God for peace. And God wants to show them, and He's trying to show them the way they should be going, show, trying to show them the way of peace. Now, God always do, does that when uh, physical Israel is in a uh, crisis. He's always done that. But the trouble with the world is they, under, they overlook the very elect that delivers that message, God's treasured ones, who deliver the message of Abraham and what he was all about, and how he became the father of the faithful. Can you imagine that? The father of the faithful, to have that title, is just, well, that puts you right up there at the very top of God's called out ones. Notice verse 4, they have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Think about that. Here, these, these people are not only, in, in this, at this point, not only trying to blot out Israel, they're trying to blot out the name of Israel forever. I mean, you talk about hatred, that's a lot of hate. Now this is uh, happens just after 
Iran has been conquered by Germany and the European allies. So they become very powerful at that point, and then they unite these moderate Arabs because uh, Iran's allies were uh, defeated also, and I'll point that out to you in a moment. But uh, they want to obliterate the biblical name of Israel. And uh, they have allies, Iraq, Iran, are together, and Egypt, and Libya, and Ethiopia. They're all together. You can read that in Daniel 11, verses 42 and 43. I'll read that if I have time today, but uh, the uh, Germans are not allied with Iran, not this, at this time. But you will find, if you check this out, there has never been an alliance like this Psalm 83 alliance in the history of, uh, of, of, of all of our history. I want to read to you what the, uh, the Anchor Bible says of this psalm. Quote, History transmits no record of the national crisis when the nations enumerated in this psalm formed a league to wipe out Israel. Lang's commentary points out, the ten nations who are here enumerated as being combined against Israel are never mentioned elsewhere as enemies allied at the same time and for the purpose of annihilating Israel. Other commentators make the same point, but can you, can you believe this? That what you're seeing in the Middle East right now is the beginning of this unity that they're trying to achieve in the Middle East. But Germany is going to move in, and they're going to do the uniting themselves, and they don't like, certainly uh, they don't like America <laughs> and, and Mr. Trump very well. They're, uh, and of course they've started World War I and World War II. So they are people that need to be watched. At least they need to be watched. But. Uh, if you remember in World War II, most of the Arabs fought and, and were allied with the Nazis of Germany. How do you explain that? Now notice something else that should be astounding to all of us that you'll, you'll find, and we'll send you this article on a mysterious prophecy. We'll send it to you and explain all this to you, but it, it says here that uh, and this is, this is like uh, ten years ago, Germany, because of Krupp, who was a Nazi, uh, probably the highest Nazi CEO of any company or corporation, and that company is still very much alive, and it, here, here's what it says about what they're going to do in their dockyard solely on arms production. It is entering a strategic partnership with the Abu Dhabi uh, Mar Company from the United Arab Emirates. That's the same nation that just signed the peace accord, the Abraham Accords, with Israel. Now, this, this is ten years ago when Germany was building strong relations with the UAE. They are very much involved in the Middle East, especially in business functions and selling of arms. And they're one of the leading exporters of arms in this world, and they'll go alone if they have to, as they did in this case, and they just ignored France and went ahead with what they wanted to do. And now then, look what it says about 
Bahrain, uh, Germany's close relationship with another moderate Arab state, and, and again, this was written ten years ago. We wrote this. Germany has supplied Bahrain with naval patrol boats dating back to the time the Middle East was destabilized by the deposing of the Shah of Iran. That goes back uh, many years, 1979, as I recall. In more recent years, German arms exports to Bahrain have been stepped up, especially arms of a type traditionally used to put down insurrection. So they have been providing them with arms, and they're very close to them, and they have certain alliances. Isn't that rather shocking? These two nations that have just signed the Abraham Accords with Israel have very strong relationship with Germany, and I'm going to show you, or, well, if you look at the, uh, this Psalm 83, the, the, uh, all of these Arab nations are allied with Asher. That happens to be Assyria, the ancient name of modern-day Germany. Germany is allied with all of these Arabs, not America, and not the little nation of the Jews in the Middle East. So here we have something that we all need to be thinking about, because, look, the Bible does talk about peace coming very soon to fill the whole earth. And it's all going to lead directly from these events that are unfolding before your eyes. And we can prove that to you. This is the beginning of Psalm 83, and God is trying to help us avoid getting into some serious trouble. He doesn't want us to see to, to have wars in the Middle East, but He want, wants us and, and commands us to come to Him for peace, and He'll give it to us, and He'll give us prosperity, and He'll give us happiness. And he's always said that throughout the Bible. And if you want to look at uh, the leading magazine of Germany, Der Spiegel, uh, you'll see that uh, they don't like America very much. <laughs> at least uh, that magazine talks about Mr. Trump as being a, a coming dictator, which is just the opposite, really, of what, uh, what he's about. And I think uh, even some Democrats would would disagree with that, what the, that assessment. But the Germans also have uh, pretty deep relationships with Kuwait, which might be uh, the next nation to sign the, the Abraham Accords. I, I don't know, but they say more nations are going to sign. But Germany already has a, a, a strong relationship with them. So what is going on here? What is going to happen from this Psalm 83 prophecy. We have been teaching this for over 50 years. It's right there in your Bible. We knew it was coming, we just didn't know when. But what you see here that I'm talking to you about, even from 10 years ago, is really the, this, this moderate unity forming, and a lot of it because of the fear of Iran, the number one terrorist sponsoring nation in the world. Notice Daniel 11, verse 40. And at the time of the end, this is the end time now, shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind. Now, and they're going to destroy them. This is the king of the north, or Germany and the Europeans, the Holy Roman Empire, 
that's going to attack Iran, and they're going to destroy them. And we have a booklet titled, Germany's Secret Strategy to Destroy Iran. I wrote that years ago, and I'd like to give it to you, because they have a strategy to take care of Iran, though you don't hear anything about it publicly, but they do. They think ahead, and they are very militaristic. Notice verse 41. He shall enter also into the glorious land, into Jerusalem of all places. He's entered, this army is entering into the glorious land. Now that word enter in no way applies to force. So it, everything indicates it's a they're letting them do this because they want to have peace with, well, Germany and the moderate Arabs. They think they already have peace with them. But they're in for a big double cross if they don't listen to God. That's why God warns them. And notice the rest of this verse, and they shall be overthrown, but these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and Moab and the chief of the children of Ammon. Now, who are these people? Well, see again, after, after Germany conquers Iran, then they're going to have this this unity and this Psalm 83 prophecy fulfilled, but there they talked about the treasured ones, and here they talk about the chief or the, of the children of Ammon. It's really talking about the first fruits. You can see that even in the commentaries. The first fruits, there again, the treasured ones are the very elect. They're always there, right in the middle of what's happening to these nations. They're there to warn the people about what is coming and what the Bible says, what Bible prophecy tells us is coming. That ought to scare all of us enough to at least, at least look into these prophecies. You can see in, even in Ezekiel 23 that there's a, a double cross there, and it's, it's the same one. And uh, we'll send you our book. Well, it is actually a small book on Ezekiel, and you can read that for yourself and prove it from the Bible. But the chief of the children of Ammon actually means, the word chief means with regard to time, first fruits. Well, of course, that, those are God's first fruits, just the first little harvest before the great fall harvest, which is about to come when Jesus Christ returns. And it is about to happen. It's at the door. Matthew 24 says. And we'd better know when it's at the door, and we'd better heed God and all of these prophecies if we want to be secure. Treasured ones, hidden ones. God always has a warning there for biblical Israel when they're in a great crisis. Always. And the people almost always overlook what it says, right in the middle of those terrible prophecies, there's a little group, a very elect of God, who's there to, to pronounce all these great things that are, that are coming upon the world. The terrible things in many cases, but also they, there's a lot of hope, because Jesus Christ is going to be returning to this earth. But look, look at this. We're talking about Abraham. We're bringing Abraham in the picture, but just the name. Who, who looks into the Bible and say, well, what was Abraham all about? 
Should we listen to Abraham? Should we be taught by Abraham? Should we look to the father of the faithful? That means he looked to God like few men ever did on this earth. And that way you're going to have peace. He had peace, and he fought Assyria in the early days and, and, and beat them because he looked to God. And it, the same thing would happen today if we will do what Abraham did. He would, God would give us victory. He would give us peace. He would give us security. But are we looking to what Abraham was all about? David wrote, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. And it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. We need to trust in God. We can't just look at the name of a man. We've got to get more deeply into this. Look into the Bible and find out what Abraham was all about, and I will guarantee you God will bring us peace. He'll bring us peace that will last forever, and we won't have to go through a terrible destruction and a time of great, great distress. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Recent events point to peace in the Middle East, but one Bible prophecy guarantees the opposite. Learn about the coming war in the Middle East and the specific alliances involved. On the surface, there seems to be cause for great rejoicing over recent peace deals. But how long will these Middle East peace pacts really last? Request Gerald Fleury's free booklet, Germany's Secret Strategy to Destroy Iran, to learn the true motivation of the Arab nations now seeking peace with the Jews. The moderate Arab states, those willing to negotiate with the Jews, don't like the Jews as much as it may appear. Ultimately, they just want to counter Iran's regional dominance. That's where Germany comes in. Even now, Germany is planning to deal forcefully with belligerent Iran. For proof, you only need to look at a map. Germany and its allies in the Middle East already have Iran and its allies completely surrounded. Study Germany's secret strategy to destroy Iran to learn exactly what your Bible says about this soon-coming, earth-shaking clash. The Psalm 83 alliance against the Jewish state has never been replicated in all of history. This is, without a doubt, an end-time prophecy. Request Gerald Fleury's free reprint article, A Mysterious Prophecy, for the astounding truth about this sneaky alliance. The entire world will soon be shocked when this conglomerate of Arab nations and Germany betrays the Jews. But you don't have to be. You can know for certain what events will come to pass in this end time. The Psalm 83 Alliance is just one sign of Jesus Christ's second coming. You will also receive Gerald Fleury's free reprint article, Israel's Deadly Wound. Not long ago, the Jewish people possessed a fighting spirit. They were prepared to fight for their regional security, and they always did so successfully. But years of international pressure and weak leaders have torn down their strong will to survive. Today, many Jews are content to sign supposed peace papers with mortal foes. Your Bible says this eagerness to trust in enemies will soon lead to their destruction. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Germany's Secret Strategy to Destroy Iran, A Mysterious Prophecy, and Israel's Deadly Wound. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629.
For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.